Hi, I'm Lebkhile Maboja and welcome to 702 Presents The Moth. In raising awareness around World AIDS Day issues, we feature real stories from Africa in conjunction with US-based storytelling NPO The Moth. As I sat on that chair in the hospital in Lagos, Nigeria, a lot of things was going through my head. First was, what am I really doing here? This is not the kind of place that I would want to come to. The second is, what could my best friend be doing in this kind of place? So I got lost in my thought, remembering that earlier in the day, I'd got a call um, asking me to come down to the hospital. There's an emergency and I... I have to be there as soon as possible. And I was trying to understand what is going on. And while I was going through this terrorist, you know, lost in everything, I got a nudge. And it was the nurse. And she said, oh, you can go in now. So I started this journey of three minutes that felt like three hours. And I opened the door. And I saw lying on the bed a very skinny, emaciated, scaly skin human being. And as I approached the person on the bed, he, he turned around. And he was my best friend. I met Ibrahim in the University of Lagos where it was a year ahead of me studying sociology and I was admitted into the university to study theater arts. I'd always wanted to be an actor, so I was excited. I got into the university to study theater. And Ibrahim happened to be a year younger than me, but because he was a year ahead of me in the university, he assumed the role of the big brother and he believes that he has to show me what it is like to be in university. So we bonded immediately and we became so very close. Now, that few weeks before I got that call, we were out celebrating the end of time and we were attending an underground gay party in Lagos where, you know, we got in, we were having so much fun and a few hours later we were drunk and I was using my beer bottle as a microphone. I love to sing. And I started singing out of tune. And before we knew what was happening, I was, we were on top of the table. We were dancing and enjoying ourselves. And when we got back home, he told me, he's confided in me, that for some time he's been feeling dizzy, having headache, and feeling quite uncomfortable. But we made no notice of that. We went away on holiday. And then everything started coming back to me. And I saw him at that time, lying on that bed, very skinny, his eyes really big, in his very tiny skulls, his hands withered, his skin pale and scaly. And I could not believe that I was looking at my best friend I saw a few weeks ago. So I got a little bit emotional and I reached to touch him. And the nurse said, no, 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 no. Um, you can't just touch him. You have to wear your gloves and use face mask. And I was like, 
to touch my best friend, I have to wear a glove. And after wearing the glove, I sat next to him. And he stretched out his hand, his very fragile, frail hand, and I held them firmly. And he looked into my eyes. And he said, Bissy, I've got AIDS. And the doctor said, I've got a few days left to leave. I could not imagine, one, how a gay man can get AIDS. It, you mean, like, I come from Nigeria, right, where all HIV prevention messages are targeted at heterosexuals. In Nigeria, HIV and AIDS is what straight people have. Gay people don't have HIV. We don't have HIV. Simply because we were never considered as a group of people that we have HIV. Why? Because we don't exist. And if we try to exist, then we're in trouble. We either end up in jail or get beaten by the crowd. So it was basically that we were not there. And so I could not understand how my best friend, how he got HIV and then how he got AIDS. And I started crying. And all of a sudden, the real Ibrahim came back and he said, bitch, why are you crying? <laughs> and I was like, but you told me you're going to die. He said, yes, that's what he told me, I'm going to die. But I want you to promise me something, that you will get to know as many things as possible about HIV and you will get to get this message across to every of our friends because this is real and this is killing many of us. Now, like I said earlier, I went to the university to be an actor. I never wanted to be an activist. So how I was going to deal with his demand, I had no idea. But that day I left the hospital with all the emotions in the world. I was angry, I was upset. I was blaming myself for nothing. Everything was just going on. But I was determined that I was going to learn as much as I could about HIV and try to fulfill the promise I made to my best friend. So, a few days later, I entered an internet cafe and I started researching. And while I was there, typing away, my best friend died. And as I was typing away, I was trying to research about HIV. Then suddenly it, it occurred to me that some of the symptoms are some of the things I personally have been experiencing. So the fear of the image of Ibrahim on the bed got so much to me that I pushed the fear or whatever I have at the back of my mind away. And I was determined that this is not about me. This is about Ibrahim. So I started researching and I found an organization in Nigeria called Alliance Right. I wrote to them. They invited me. I started volunteering for them. And 18 months into volunteering, they asked me to join their, their staff, which I did. And then I became their program director. And with that comes the responsibility of trying to lobby the government to include men who have sex with men and gay men in HIV prevention in Nigeria. And just then one day, I got an email from 
the organizer of the National um, HIV Conference in Nigeria, saying, you know, we want to talk about gay men now, so you come and talk to us about it. So I went to Abuja, and I got on a panel. I, I shared the panel with you know, sex workers, drug users, and representative of women, and we talked about HIV. But when I got up, I told the story of Ibrahim. But it wasn't just about Ibrahim. I told the story of so many of my friends that I have lost to AIDS in Nigeria because we were made to be invisible. And when I finished, the Minister of Health, he got up to the podium and he looked at us and he said, well, it's time for you now to join us and let us work together to fight HIV and AIDS in Nigeria. Now, believe me, Nigeria is a country where being gay, like I said earlier, means you go to jail. That's if you're lucky. If you're unlucky, it means you get beaten on the street, a tire around your neck, petrol poured on you, and the match is gone, and you're on fire. That's the price you have to pay. And there I have a government representative saying, you know what, come with us, and come, let's work this together. So I felt... This man is just, he's just trying to look good in public, so I'm not going to pay him so much attention. I went back to, num to my normal day life, and, but something has happened on that day. When I came out of the talk, I was with my friends, and they said, BC, have you ever had HIV test? And I said, no, I've never done HIV test. And they said, would you like to do an HIV test? And I said, no, why do I have to do an HIV test? And they were able to pressure me so much so into trying to do the test in a very good way, in a very friendly way. So I agreed. I went into the booth. I did my test. And a few minutes later, the doctor came out and um, looked right through me. And he said, young man, I'm sorry to break this to you, but you've got HIV. And then I realized that just like my best friend, I am going to die soon. And that anger of the fact that I'm going to die with a fear also got to me to lock it off. I kept going. I went back to Lagos. I was still in the university. And luckily, a few weeks later, I went for an audition for a TV soap. And I got the leading role. So... I felt like, you know, there's still hope for me. And then I started acting, and I became quite popular in Nigeria, quite famous. And with fame came media interest. This guy can be as good as he seems. There must be something wrong with him. So we're going to go after him, we're going to find out what is wrong with him, and we're going to make a lot out of it. Unfortunately... They were able to get pictures of me and my boyfriend, not in any compromising way. And I was threatened that they were going to publish my story. I'm just starting out in my career. I have a long year ahead of me. And just now, I'm going to lose everything because of my sexuality. So what I did was, there's a big show in Nigeria called New Dawn. Everybody in Nigeria will watch this show. It's a breakfast show, and it's like the biggest thing going on in that country. So I picked up my phone. I rang the producer, and I said, I've got an exclusive for you. And I said, what? 
I said, I would like to come out on your show. And they were really shocked. Like, come out as in, as, I said, I want to come out as a gay man. A gay man in Nigeria? Come out. Are there any gay people in Nigeria at all? Yes, I said, yeah, there are, and I want to come out. And she took a risk on me. She invited me to the studio. And that day in October, I sat on the sofa and I talked about my sexuality. I talked about how I've been struggling with it. I talked about so many other things. But one thing that was very important to me that day, considering the amount of work I have done around HIV prevention, and I'm getting condom across to so many gay men in Nigeria, even when it's so hard to reach them in the underground, and so many times being beaten up, you know, being arrested, was the fact that I sat on that chair that day talking about myself with the realization that I was actually fulfilling a promise to my best friend on his deathbed. But not only that, that for the first time in my life, I realized I was actually in control of my fate. I was actually in control of my future. I came out being the first openly gay man to come out on national television in Nigeria. A big price I have to pay, but one that I'm sure Ibrahim is having a big smile on his face now. Just one of the stories from Beneath the Armour, a moth storytelling showcase presented by The Moth. The Moth is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to the art and craft of storytelling. For more information, visit themoth.org.